0: Hi, I'm Alicia Michelle, and as a trained and certified Christian mindset coach, I've helped hundreds of Christian women discover brain science-based mindset tools to help them grow closer to God and break free from anxiety, perfectionism, people-pleasing, and feeling like they're never enough. The Christian Mindset Coach is the award-winning podcast that shows you how to use simple brain science principles and biblical truth to renew your mind for lasting confidence, joy, and peace. I'm so glad you're here. Grab a cozy spot, and let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this episode of The Christian Mindset Coach with me, Alicia Michelle. We're talking about expired seasons today, and I don't want to give all of the details of what that phrase means. I'm going to leave that to our guest But if you've felt that feeling before where you're just not sure if you're supposed to keep going in the direction that God has called you to, or if you feel like, "Eh, I don't know, am I being called to something different? That is what the topic we're talking about today. And I could not think of someone better than my friend Shayna Rattler to come on and to share her perspective on this. So, what I love about Shayna is that she is no nonsense, she is God fired meaning that she's not just God-inspired, she's got the fire of the Lord on her. And she is a wonderful woman of God to just bring transformation and encouragement and to help women get to the next level. So her official bio is Shana Rattler. She's the founder of a God Shift movement. She empowers believers to drive meaningful change in the world for the glory of God. With her unique blend of wisdom, wit, and humor, Shayna has a remarkable talent for making God's word relatable, and her straightforward communication style transforms it into actionable steps. She and her businesses have received multiple awards. She has published several books, has been featured in over 450 media outlets. Shayna is the award-winning host of A God Shift podcast and A God Shift with Shayna Rattler TV show. So you can learn more about her at agodshift.com. But I know that you're going to love this conversation that I had with Shana. So here you go. Hey, Shana, how are you? Hey, Alicia, I'm so good. Glad to be here. Yes, I am so glad to have this conversation with you. So you and I met at the Spark Conference, and we talked about a lot of different things just kind of off to the side. But there was a phrase that kept coming up in our private conversations and that I heard you mention from the stage as one of our speakers. And that was this idea of expired seasons. So can you share a little bit about what that means and get us started in this conversation?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, I talk to a lot of people and oftentimes people, they haven't met the goals that they have for themselves. They haven't seen what it is that they've been praying for. They don't have what it is that they know God has shown them and many times that they know that the Lord has promised them. And there seems to be like this common thread with many of the people that find themselves in this category. And I noticed that they haven't let go of a season that was expired. And so I have a friend and she says it like this. She said, sometimes the Lord is going to ask us to let go of trash and other times he's going to ask us to let go of treasures. And we think that because we were doing a good thing, And because things were getting us positive results, and we know that we're doing exactly what it is that God asked us to do, that we want to hold on to that with a death grip. But the Lord uses our lives in phases. He uses our lives in seasons. And if we're not willing to let go of a season that has expired, then we don't really have what it is that he has for us next. And then we're sitting here full of doubt whether or not we're called, we're full of doubt whether or not we were ready, we're full of doubt as to whether or not we heard God correctly, when what is really going on is that there is either something that he has for us next to do, or there's something different that he's asking us to become that is not necessarily part of the old season. And so we have to give ourselves permission oftentimes to let go of those expired seasons, so that we can find ourselves exactly where it is that God needs us next. Okay, so
0: then that kind of begs the question of how do we know we're in an expired season versus just maybe a season that we're supposed to keep working through?
1: Yeah, like oh, I just got to keep pushing. I got to keep pushing. Yeah,
0: I mean, where is that line? You know? Yeah,
1: there's some real clear indicators. I think that if you find yourself where you're constantly complaining, it's mm-hmm. probably because you're an expired season. If that thing that you used to just be so passionate about is now feeling like a chore, might be an expired season. If you are like, I'm at a crossroads, I don't know if I want to continue down the same path or do a new path, or maybe I've set out to accomplish everything that I've set out to accomplish. Like, you know, I got the vision board and I made the declarations and I've done all the things but now i just can't ignore this inkling in my belly that there's something more and sometimes it's not always more stuff sometimes it's another level of a significance all of those things can be an indication that it's expired season now obviously you have to be able to discern when is it time just for me to step back and pause rest and regroup and get back on assignment yeah when is it because i'm really being urged that i need to be somewhere else next and sometimes being is being As an individual, sometimes being somewhere next is a different assignment of something that it is that we need to do. So you have to be able to be still long enough to ask God, which is this? Do I need to pause or do I need to move?
0: Right. Well, and that discernment is key because if there is that tension of, like you said, complaining or feeling like it's no longer a passion or we have to discern that from the reality that sometimes we're just going to have to push through things that yeah. God wants us to continue to persevere through. And so we have to know, is the pushing that we're doing something that is meant to stretch us, to grow us, to still get to that same goal or has, like you said, the goal shifted or changed and it's it's not time for something different.
1: Yeah. And as Christians, we have a tendency when we are experiencing these nudges or these uncomfortable things to immediately assign it as an attack of the enemy. True. But my, And spiritual father taught me something about a year and a half ago, and he says, Shani, you have to know the difference between when you're under attack and when you're under alert. Mm, mm. And we often think when we're faced with challenges, it's because we're under attack. And sometimes we mm. are under attack because the enemy sees where it is that God is taking us or the glory that God is going to get out of what it is that we're doing and so he will distract us he will wear us down and all of those things to get us to quit but sometimes we're not under attack what we really are is under an alert hmm. from God that our season has expired and again the only way to really know the difference is to get quiet long enough for the lord to really show you because they're so closely related being under right. attack and being under alert can sometimes have the same symptoms if you will right yeah. But we don't want to chalk it up to, oh, I'm feeling this challenge. Oh, I just know this is an attack of the enemy and I just need to keep pushing through. Maybe so, but oftentimes may not. Can you give us some practical examples of
0: your own life where there have been some seasons that you knew were time for you to give it up to be an expired season?
1: Yeah. And what's interesting about my expired season is that it would have been real easy for me to be like, no, I just need to push through because I know what the Lord told me to do. Well, back in 2007, beginning of 18, back in the beginning of 2018 is when I had my first, what I consider to be a God shift moment. I was at church one day and my pastor said, the Lord is telling me it's time for you to write your next book. And you probably heard me say this from stage. Anybody that knows me knows that every time I write a book, I say I'm never writing another book. (laughs) And so I go home and I start to get like, all of these indications that yes, I probably need to write this next book. I have a conversation with my business coach and she says, well, it makes sense because you've written these three books, but none of them are really around your area of expertise. It would make so much more sense for you to write a framework book around the, the area of expertise that you're actually teaching, that your business is actually in. So yeah, if you're going to write a book about that, I think I can kind of co-sign on it. So I get all of these indications, the confirmations that I need to write this next book. I write the book. I spend $32,000 on all of the marketing for the book, only for a couple of weeks later for the Lord to say, yeah, all those things that you've been using to build the marketplace, I now want you to take all of those things and help me build the kingdom. Wow, oh, wow. You mean, you mean that $32,000 book of yours? Because this was not my idea. This is what you told me to do? Yeah. Yeah. You- want me to go and do something else? So I had my 15-minute toddler fit. I'll admit I, I have those two, but I give myself 15 minutes and then the Lord knows that I'll do whatever it is that he asked me to do. Yeah, But it was because he was asking me to let go of an expired season. Mm-hmm. And if I would have been so hell-bent on, no, but I want to teach business owners how to land corporate sponsors. And I just wrote this book and I just spent $32,000 on marketing it. And people are talking about how great it is, then I wouldn't be where I'm at now. And I wouldn't be having the impact that I'm having now. And I wouldn't be changing the kingdom like I am. Now, people were blessed by what it was that I was doing. I was making a lot of money by doing it. Okay, But things were starting to dry up because (laughs) here's the thing about how the Lord works in expired seasons. If you're a stubborn child, like I am, And the Lord knows that you're not going to let go of this expired season very easily. He will hit you over the head with a two by four like he did me and allow everything in your business and everything in your life and everything in your world to dry up so that you have no choice but to say, Lord, what else or what now? Because shortly after that, I ended up putting my mortgage two months in a row on a credit card. Shortly after that, all of my contracts dried up. Shortly after that. The things that people were hiring me to do that I typically could do in my sleep, I could not perform at all. And so the Lord was like, I'm going to show you that it's time for you to let go of that good thing and go where it is that I need you next. And so I had some smaller indications that it was probably an expired season. But the Lord was so committed to what it was that he had for this next level and next season of my life that he was willing to shake me up to get my attention and force me to walk away from that it was no longer what he desired for me. I love that
0: phrase. The Lord was so committed. Oh, he's so committed to the sometimes result. He's a little too committed, right? We're like, yeah,
1: sometimes yeah. I'm, like, no, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah,
0: right. So you mentioned the word stubborn in there. So why do you think it's so hard for us to let go
1: of an expired season? Because the hardest thing to let go of is what we had in mind. Mm. You know, this is what I thought I was going to do with my life. This is who I thought I was going to marry. This is what I thought my life was going to consist of. And God forbid you spend a lot of time or a lot of money to get here. It is going to be very difficult for you to let go of those things in order to get there. But God can't bless you there with what it is that he had for you back yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's hard because that's what we had in mind. Right. And it's familiar. Yeah. We know it's it. So, it's so familiar. Yeah. And we like to be in control.
0: Yeah yeah it's comfortable it's familiar we just want straight paths we want it all figured out and he has to be very committed to convince us otherwise like you said
1: yeah it reminds me of that picture have you ever seen like it's like here's where you are and here's the journey you know we think it's going to be the straight line but then they show you the yeah line. yeah yeah exactly oh all over the place like yeah that's what learning is like
0: yeah. and and he's honestly very gracious and that he doesn't show us that in the beginning because i think if we knew would that, never there would be no way we would treat, yeah We would retreat. There's just no way we would do it. Yeah. There were four other words that you used from the stage talking about expired seasons. And these words were purpose, destiny, Mm -hmm. assignment, and calling. And you shared about how those are often interchanged and why that's a mistake. So can you share more about that?
1: Yeah. So those are four words that I see people use as synonyms, and they're completely different things. Mm -hmm. So assignment is who you're called to help. And that's what oftentimes changes with the seasons. Like either what I'm supposed to do right now or who it is that I'm supposed to help is an assignment. Yeah. And those are what often change with the seasons. Our calling is how we help people. You're called to be an author. You're called to be a speaker. You're called to be a coach, a preacher, a whatever it is. Your purpose is why you're here, the impact that you're supposed to have. And your destiny is where your purpose takes you. And so since we confuse our purpose, meaning like my purpose is to help people manifest their fullest potential, right? So if I confuse my purpose with my assignment, that's when it's very difficult for me to recognize that this season has expired because I I don't recognize that, no, 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 no. My purpose has not changed. But the season that this purpose is assigned to is what has expired. And when we can recognize the difference, especially between those two, between assignment and purpose, we will be more likely to let go of an expired season because we're now not confusing it with our purpose because the last thing we want to do is miss our purpose or let go of our purpose. And so if we look back at our lives, I can give an example of my own life, of everything that I've done from my preteen years to now. My assignment has changed multiple times, but my purpose never has. And if you find me 10 years from now, I can guarantee you that whatever assignment I'm in 10 years from now will still be related to my purpose. And if it isn't, then I'm probably in the wrong assignment. Right. So, not only does this distinction help you let go of expired seasons, it helps you to recognize whether or not opportunities that come to you in the future are good opportunities or if they're good opportunities for you right now. Because is the assignment or the opportunity tied to my purpose?
0: Mm.
1: So, that's what that's why it's really so important that we recognize that they're not the same thing. But if your audience takes a little trip down memory lane, I can almost guarantee you that if they themselves have not mixed those four words up. They've heard a lot of times that people use those words as if they're interchangeable and they're absolutely different things. A brand new year is upon us.
0: And I'm wondering, are you ready for some change too? Maybe you're going through a big life transition right now, or there's some sort of dream or desire in your heart for things to be different, such as a new habit, a hobby, a goal you're trying to pursue. But you need concrete steps and loving support to work through that fear, that overwhelm in order to make it happen. If that's you, you are invited to apply for a brand new group coaching experience I'm hosting that starts January 22nd called Onward and upward group coaching. Now imagine if you could have 12 weeks of one-on-one coaching support and caring community with other women going through the same experience so that you can confidently create a step by step action plan to meet your goals, work through any obstacles, and grow spiritually as you seek God's best plans for your life. The onward and upward group coaching experience is the perfect mix of one on one coaching with me and group teaching and support. So if this is interesting to you. Apply now at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching. Now I got to tell you, space is extremely limited and it's by application only. So if you're interested, don't wait on this. Apply now and get started in the process. vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash coaching. Okay. So then how do those two other words
1: fit into that mix? So your calling, there are times because people say your calling doesn't change. Mm -hmm. It does if you mistake calling and purpose as the same thing. Mm -hmm. In this season of my life, I'm called to be a preacher and to be a voice for Jesus. In previous seasons of my life, like I was called to be a business coach in order to help the people that I was assigned to for that season manifest their fullest potential which is my purpose okay and so it's important to recognize that your calling in the sake of these four words is what do you do to help the people that you're assigned to okay yeah how are you helping them accomplish what it is that you're helping them accomplish the mechanism by which you do that through your coaching through your speaking through your product or services is is your calling in this particular season of
0: your life. it's. I used to have a coach who would call, like how you're going to show up for your clients, she would call it your dance floor. So where is your dance floor? Are you going to be mainly on YouTube? Are you going to be mainly on other forms of social media? Mainly a yep. podcast? That's, That's
1: the, calling. That's the dance I'm floor alone. you're called to. Your dance floor.
0: Yeah. Okay, great. Well, okay. So to kind of wrap up the conversation here on expired seasons, what would you tell a woman who feels like okay so I'm in an expired season so how do I figure out what's next because yeah. sometimes we just know it's expired but we have no idea what's next and that's that's even I think scarier because it's one thing to say like okay I'm leaving this but I'm going to something greater you know that's easier to let go but if we don't know
1: what that is that's terrifying correct so I'm going to say one thing that they're going to be like yeah I can understand that and then I'm going to say n- another thing that's going to challenge everything you believe in okay The first thing is, if you 100% don't know, because here's the thing, many of us, if we're being truthful, we might have an inkling. You know what I mean? Like, there's kind of this thing that's been nudging at me or gnawing at me that I may or may not have wanted to do. Alicia knows that when we sat down a couple of months ago, she knows good and well that I told Lord, you know, I don't want to do that. Yep. That doesn't mean that I haven't felt the nudgings that he wanted me to do it, but I knew I didn't want to do it. (laughs) Right. So oftentimes we, we might have an inkling, but if you flat out are like, I if you gave me a million dollars, I wouldn't even be able to begin to guess, then I'm gonna tell you to go on what I call a stillness fast. Three days if you can, that's a lot easier if you don't have husbands and children at home and jobs and all that other stuff, but as much time as you can spend being still, meaning you're not watching television, you're not on social media. During a stillness fast, I don't have any conversation that's not absolutely necessary. I don't listen to music that is not worship music because we can't hear instructions. We can't follow instructions that we can't first hear. And there's so much clutter in our lives. I read something in 2017, which you know the numbers have probably doubled, that we see 10,000 messages a day. So we can't hear from God when there's so much noise in our life. So if you 1,000% have no idea what your next season is, get still enough until you at least get an inkling. Now, here's where I'm going to bust your bubble. You don't have to 100% know. Yes. And that's what keeps so many people stuck because we make an idol out of confirmation and we make an idol out of clarity. And I can't think of any situation in the Bible where anybody of significance had clarity. I doggone sure know that Esther didn't have clarity when she went before the king that could literally cut her head off, but she had obedience. And so what I'm going to say to you is that you don't have to 100% know. I'm going to ask you, do you at least know 1%? And the 1% that you do know, is it in contradictory to the word of God? And if the answer to that is no, move your feet. Because is the best GPS system that is out there. And if you go left, he will course correct you and send you right. But you cannot get the next step if you don't take a step. So even if that first step is laced with uncertainty, even if that first step you don't know quite what the season is, take a step and see how God responds. That's why it tells us in Psalms 119, 105, that the word will be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. He never promised us that we would be a light into the distance, but many of us don't take a step if we can't see into the distance. And then we wonder why we don't have what it is that we've been promised and what it is we've been praying for.
0: Girl! I know that's a mouthful, so, no. so, but you are speaking my language because I, in, just, in fact, today I was in a circle of women. We were asking for prayer requests and somebody asked for clarity. And I was just like, I get what we're asking for. You know, I understand we want to follow the Lord. We want to be sure. But at the same time, how much do we paralyze ourselves by saying, I need to know the full plan or I need to feel this thing in my heart? just like you said that 1 2% to say first of all is it in contradiction with the word of god of course that's the number one thing but then secondly if it isn't and we see things kind of lining up then go for it he will just keep take- us
1: safe and correct us like to me that's when we make room for god to work we yes. will take a faith. risk, and when we take that step see how god responds right because again he's so committed to the results in your life now here's the thing He's not so committed that he's going to keep telling you the same thing over and over again. And for many of you that, have that are listening to this podcast, there's an. I'm going to put my pen down because I'm pointing at people. There's enough that you can do based on what he's already said instead of waiting on what he's going to say next. And he's not going to say anything next if you didn't do with something with what he told you last. Oh, preach. Yes. And yes. so we have to ask ourselves, okay, God, I'm going to take a step in the direction that I may even halfway think that I should go in. And then I'm going to see how you respond. Yep. And then I'm going to take a step and I'm going to see how you respond. And I'm going to notice how things come together. And I'm going to go like, well, "Know that clearly I went left. He must have meant right, because now look where he's sending me. Yeah. But then in months time, you'll have so much more data. Yes. You would have if you would have said, well, I just don't know. And even your prayers can be a procrastination. Right. Like, I'm just a fan of When I'm praying for something and then an opportunity presents itself in whatever way, can I just say that maybe this was the answer to the prayer instead of me now feeling like I have to go pray, pray about it? Like you may have heard me say before, and if you didn't, I'll say it now. Like, I think that's disrespectful to God. Interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like God gives, you know, we're praying about a thing like, Lord, give me increase. Lord, give me money. And then a business opportunity comes your way and I'm like, ooh, I got to pray about it. I'm not saying don't do your due diligence and get right. your information, yeah. but sometimes I know the, the Lord is like, God in heaven, what else do I have to send you? <laughs> yes. You know, what's that poem? Like I sent you a bird and I right, sent you a right, right.
0: I sent you flood, flood and I sent you a boat and all the things. Yeah. And you're still, <laughs> you still had to keep praying. Come on. But, but you know, and you, you, you mentioned that a mean. second ago about being obedient to what he has already called you to do. Like I told you to do this first step. Did you do it? Did you do it? You know, versus asking him for the next step or or waiting for it to happen. How can we expect him to keep speaking to us if we're not going to be obedient with what he originally said? We have to, and and just yes, I just was here talking. He should give your assignment
1: to someone else. else. Like he's committed enough to his to your to your results in your life that he will hit you upside the head with a two by four to get you to move. But he's only going to wait so long because if there's a purpose that he has in the earth. He's going to make sure that it gets done. And if I get that assignment to Shayna and she refuses to move her feet, then I'm going to give the assignment to Alicia. I'm going to give it to the person that I know will go. And then you're going to get to heaven and you're going to see all this stuff in a box that you could have had, but it's now in Alicia's wings because you that. wouldn't move your dog on feet. So
0: interesting. Oh my like God. He
1: will give your assignment to someone else. He will find someone who will give him his yes. And here's what you guys The how is none of your business anyway. The Mm. only thing that the the Lord needs is your yes. And when you give him your yes, the how will show up. I guarantee it. Mm. All he needs is your yes.
0: Oh my gosh, girl. Okay, we could talk forever about this, but we need to bring this together. So I love this concept because it can free women up in such a powerful way. Like, but just if we could learn how to listen to God. Yeah. Then we can summon up that that courage, that bravery, and, and we see him begin to work, It's it becomes so much easier to follow him. It doesn't become such a mystery. Like you said, it's so much easier to, to steer a moving car, I think is the phrase that people have used. Like, how can we get the data as to what needs to happen if we are not willing to move our feet? So what is that final admonition that you would give to somebody who is afraid, maybe, to take that first step out of an expired season, and needs to just
1: move their feet. I would ask you, can you do it afraid? Mm. Will you be willing to at least try it afraid? You know, there's a reason why they say that the acronym for fear is false evidence of things appearing real. Because when we do something, we're we're afraid that something is going to happen or we're afraid that something isn't going to happen. In such a large part of the time, We do something and we realize that what we were fearful of never occurred anyway. And so if you're really committed to giving God your yes, I'm going to ask you to challenge yourself to do it afraid. I'm not going to tell you that it won't be scary, but I'm going to ask you, can you at least try it afraid? Can you at least try a baby step afraid? You may not be willing to jump off the mountain afraid, but are you at least willing to get to the edge afraid and see what happens? Because then, when you realize that whatever that scary thing was wasn't so scary after all, you're gonna have a lot more confidence and courage to take the next step. So, if you can just force yourself to take the first step afraid or find somebody like a Shana that is willing to push you to take the first step afraid, right right, your courage and your confidence when you realize it didn't happen, it's like when someone like breaks their leg and they've been in a cast for a really long time. You're really scared to take that first step because you haven't stood on that leg in so long, especially not without pain. So take the cast off and your physical therapist is telling you, you have to take this first step and you're scared to death that the leg is just going to collapse into the ground, I think. But then you take that first step and you're like, kind of felt and looked a little bit like Bambi, but it wasn't so bad. But now you have the confidence to take a next step and you get better at it. And then you're confident enough to take that third step and you get better at it. And before you know it, you're not even, you're not even thinking about it anymore. So do it afraid. And if you can't do it afraid, find someone that will hold you accountable and push you to do it afraid. Shana,
0: thank you for this very encouraging admonition to move forward and to just do yeah. what God is calling you to do. So where can ladies hear more about the awesome work that you're doing?
1: Yeah. So I would love to give them a free gift. So I wrote this guide. It's a free guide and it's called When God Says Shift. Because it doesn't matter where we are in life, what we're doing, every single one of us is shifting from one place to another place, whether it's in our being or doing whatever. And regardless, the shifting process, there's going to be four shifts that are required. And we talked about moving. That's one of them. We didn't have time to talk about the other three. But if you'll go to God says shift.com that's God says shift.com you can get that free guide there's no fluff because I'm not really concerned about you being motivated and inspired I do fluff I don't do fluff (laughs) I I don't care a thing about you being motivated and inspired I hope you were that before you got here so I'm going to get straight into the information that's going to give you transformation because inspiration and motivation does not necessarily equal transformation and that's really my biggest care for your listeners is that their lives are transformed So if they will go to godsaysshift.com. They will get that free guide. And in that guide, there's going to be the four shifts that are required in letting go of expired seasons into shifting wherever it is that God needs you next. And then on Instagram, I'm a God shift. You can find everything that I do there and links to everything that I do there on my Instagram profile at a God shift. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you
0: so much. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. It's my pleasure.
1: Okay. I hope
0: you got just a tiny glimpse of how powerful she can be as a coach, because as you heard, the woman speaks with fire, with conviction and with power. So I loved hearing a lot of kind of what she shared here at the convention and I've loved getting to know her. And I, I pray that you check out her resources because she is everything that she is here to the nth degree working with her together. So check out Shana's stuff and Again, this conversation about where am I, God, is such an important one to ask. The thing that that I took from that, just that this, this few minutes here talking to her, is that we have to keep listening all of the time. I mean, the importance of just taking time in our day to listen to the Lord. I mean, we spend time in Bible study, we go to church. But as we were talking about, there's so much distraction. It's hard to hear. It's hard to hear what God is saying to us. And sometimes, in fact, a lot of the time, if we're honest, a lot of that distraction and noise is coming because we haven't made a specific intention to clear it away and to find focus so that we can hear better. And if we need to take those stillness moments, like she talked about having a three day stillness time to just listen to the Lord and to hear from him. Something like that can be transformational. I mean, I think that might be something that I may pick up in in the next few months, just as, as a regular ritual to hear from the Lord, because we really do want to be on mission, don't we? I mean, how can we expect to stay on mission if we don't have the ability to hear from our commanding officer? So I encourage you, even if you have to start with, God, I'm taking an hour on a Sunday by myself, going to the park, just sitting there or sitting in my bedroom, locking the door and no one's coming in. And I'm just sitting here saying, Lord, speak. I'm turning off all the noises in my life, the, the phone, everything, just to be able to know what he has next. And then take that little step, right? Don't be afraid to listen to what he has to say. And as long as it doesn't contradict the word of God, begin to explore it, begin to see what doors he opens, what things he closes, how he brings people into your path all of the things that is part of being on a God adventure. I think sometimes we are too afraid, aren't we, to go on an adventure with God. And so much of the Christian life is about an adventure. In fact, there's a book called Wild Goose Chase by Mark Batterson, and it's it's a wonderful book, but the concept of the wild goose chase was originally originated by Celtic Christians talking about listening to the Holy Spirit and how not that the wild goose was leading you to a place that was pointless, which is sometimes how we use that phrase, but it was about how the wild goose is this crazy ride of listening to the spirit of just, he takes us on these things that we would never expect. So listen to the wild goose, find some time for stillness and let God speak to you in this next season. All right. Take care. I'll see you back here next week for our next episode. Thanks for joining me today for The Christian Mindset Coach. If you love today's show, would you take two seconds and share a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts? I've got a special gift for you when you share a review, my amazing 50 I Am declarations, 50 statements and Bible verses about who you are in Christ. This is an audio meditation and a written statement that is extremely popular with my clients, and I want to give you access just for sharing your Apple Podcast review. Simply screenshot your review and send it to hello at and we'll send you the link to access the 50 IM declarations resource. Thanks so much for sharing your rating and review so that we can get the word out about the podcast. See you back here next week.